You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get it on. A choice for to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We're CarCast. I'm Adam Kroll. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there. Hello. This show is brought to you by Geico.com. Visit Geico. Zybar as well. CarCast brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower under hood temperatures, heat, that is the enemy of horsepower, mm-hmm. man. Zybar ultra thin high temperature coating reduces radiant heat by 90%. This stuff really is the real deal. Put Zybar on, take heat off. Learn more at Zycoat, Z-Y, Zycoat.com. All right. So lots of car stuff always uh auctions coming up you're getting ready to head to the auctions yeah uh you're Today, heading right to scottsdale this. uh mama's there yep um how far is your mom's house physically from where the auctions are from barry jackson t- 10 minutes they're kind of in the same neighborhood where, where they put the big tent out there and then it's probably 20 minutes to you know to get to like gooding and rm and uh I won't have time. I don't normally do like the Bonhams and Russo. Russo moved years ago um, after their tents blew over and smashed all the cars, right? <laughs> which is terrible. But um, I, I just, you know, you've got a couple days, and I want to say, I want to say, like RM is like a Thursday Friday auction, and Gooding is Friday Saturday. Uh huh. And then Barrett Jackson in the middle. So I try to like I try to hit the preview days so we can see the cars before they all move so i gotta check bonham because I've, it's always slides under the radar a little yeah. bit for me and they have some pretty cool pieces there for sale uh speaking of auctions and i'm and i'm curious what the protocol is here but like they had Meekum and kissemi or kissemi or whatever mm-hmm. it is florida and 200 million cars and seven hours of coverage and all that thing and the jewel in the crown of the auction was the roadster gt40 ford yeah um now as i read about the car i realized oh that is the car and i talked to you about it but for you guys who are listening um dean jeffries was socal kind of legend automotive hot rod builder yeah, a lot of these a lot of these guys yeah, all, they all came out of socal and um you know, George Barris did the monkey mobile and the Batmobile and all the mobile. Yeah, yeah. Dean Jeffries may have done, I swear in his parking lot, there was a movie, Max Pata, here's a poster for you to look up, called The Big Bus. And it was literally a movie about a giant luxury bus. I'd watch that. <laughs> That that was like going. It was like sounds like a short film. It was like a comedy with a whole like all star cast yeah. of of comedians, and it's this giant bus, and it's like super bus, and it's it's going. It's called the big bus. At last, the first disaster movie where everybody dies. Then parentheses laughing. You gotta you gotta say that on the poster, like you gotta. 
tell them it's a comedy? It's like a big jet-powered bus. It's all that stupid thing where they do back in the 70s. Like, they just show a bus start going like like they do it like Death Race or something. You take, like, a VW Bug. You put a bunch of plywood fins on it. And then when it takes off, you put a jet sound behind it. It's like, yeah, but not really. Right. Right. And then the rest of the movie is just in a, on a little soundstage kind of deal, and that's big, it. Big bus yeah. must have been 70 seven or something and 76 yeah yeah who was in this movie the big bus joseph baloney bologna 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 he was a (laughs) channing he was a joseph bologna was a was a big star like a comedic star back back then yeah stocker channing john beck i don't know that is right baby squeal like a pig (laughs) <laughs> uh jose farrar uh ruth gordon she was like this sassy foul-mouthed uh, old lady all the time larry um, hagman Good jr jr sally kellerman yeah. uh lynn redgrave richard b shaw i don't know that is stuart uh, anyway it was a movie now <clears throat> dean jeffries find out what dean jeffries sort of claimed to fame was max zapata please Dean, Dean Jeffries had a place right on top of Coenga. So if you're from this area, you drive along Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. You head toward Hollywood. You head toward – eventually Ventura Boulevard turns into Coenga, and you're going through the Coenga Pass. And that's where Hollywood Bowls on your right. Jimmy Kimmel Live will be there as soon as you mm-hmm. get down to Hollywood. Walk of Fame. Uh, but there's not much. There's a fire station there. And then at the top of the hill, there's something uh, like a shop, like a warehouse, a little 3,000 footer, like dug out with a parking lot and okay. a big iron fence in front of it. That was Dean Jeffrey's shop. And rumor always had it that, oh, the, he has a GT40 over there. Yeah. Like it sat outside and, and all that kind of stuff. And Like like the car to draw people in or just kind of sitting, kind of rotting away? No, he didn't want... He didn't have like a showroom. He was just kind of a gate. I don't know what his... I don't know if he built cars for celebrities. He did. Yeah, he just did a lot of custom fabrication in the 60s, like the Manta Ray from Steve Allen's The Tonight Show, the Black Beauty from The Green Hornet, the Monkey Mobile... Uh, the Moon Buggy from Diamonds Are Forever, James Bond. Uh, the Trolley from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And then he was asked, he initially did the design and initial fabrication for the Batmobile, but the studio wanted the car sooner, so he turned it over to George Barris. So their shops were literally a mile and a third away from each other. Like Barris's shop was in North Hollywood, just go yeah. over the, literally just go go up the Coanga, turn on Barham, end up in you know Toluca Lake and turn left, and you're like there. Mm-hmm. So it's like right in the neighborhood. Um, I thought that uh, Barris did the Monkey Mobile, but maybe there was some collaboration or something. Maybe I'm getting that one right. Maybe Possibly. I'm thinking of the Monsters. Maybe I'm thinking of the Monsters. Monsters. So he did yeah. the same yeah. thing. Same stuff, yeah. Same stuff on a slightly... And little... obviously they knew each other and probably referred some work and did yeah, some Yeah, slightly less... Pop, hey, you got a pop, black and white TV I could borrow? I need to put it in shag, a car. <laughs> with shag carpet around with shag carpet around it. <laughs> yeah, Monkey Mobile was uh, Dean Jeffries. So, so, yeah. so he did the Monkey Mobile, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and the Munster coach was George Bears. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're very... They're very... Reminiscent of one another. Dean anyway. Jeffries also uh, 
a very uh, decorated stuntman as well. He's in the Blues Brothers, The Rookie, The Fugitive, Die Hard with a Vengeance, doing stunts. He's an interesting cat, and I think he was kind of secretive because he had this GT40. They made five prototypes. Sorry, five roadsters. The roadsters were more like targas. Yeah, they're more like a targa. If you're trying to picture it. Than a spider. And they made five of these roadsters. One of them raced Le Mans, I think in 65. He ended up with that car. He ended up putting a 4-cam Ford Indy motor in it. Probably like a V8 Offy kind of looking thing, I'm guessing. He put it in there and... uh, he just always had it and he wasn't, I don't think he was interested in selling it. I'm sure along the way people sort of made offers and he just never sold it. And I'm, I'm guessing he just passed away a few years ago and it became up for sale or somebody bought it. But anyway, it was always, you you mentioned that indie motor. And I think of that, uh, a few years back, Steve Strope brought a Mustang over and I think he had the, the, like one of the V8 Indy Ford engines in it. Sounds very familiar. Like a very spread out like intake, you know, mm-hmm. with 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 the stacks on them and Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. the great cool engine like they built the whole theme around. Did like a Martini livery white like 65 or 66 Mustangs. Yeah, that yeah. that's very familiar to me. And and yes, the power plant, look, the whole thing is I, I get it. V8s work with push rods, but somehow the stamped steel valve covers mm-hmm. and the and the non-overhead cams and the four barrel in the middle, it's just nowhere near as cool as the big aluminum valve covers that are fin with the four cams and the whole intake yeah, and yeah, the yeah. trumpets and everything. It's just great. And if you can get to an aluminum block, then it's really great. Anyway, so that car was at Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Second in class at the 2016 uh, Concourse d'Elegance. It ran, thank you, it yeah. ran at Le Mans in 65, I think had gear problems and did not finish. I don't know how many laps it completed. Uh, as we drill down on Le Mans, everything out of Le Mans is getting super expensive and everything that won Le Mans or won its class is getting super expensive. Now just entering Le Mans puts a whole bunch of zeros behind your car. And certainly winning, completing, top 10, whatever. I think this thing had a very unsuccessful Le Mans campaign in 65. I don't know how many hours it ran. I don't know when it was out. But anyway, maybe Max Pat will find that out. So... Yeah, it didn't produce expected results. The first two cars uh, of the GT prototype program were destroyed in crashes. So, And this one didn't finish the race, I, I do believe. I would be curious. You can find out. Yeah, I'm, you I'm can... trying to look. I, I don't think they post. Would they post that on, on the Meekum site if they're trying to sell it? No, if you yeah. go to Wiki, I think, and you go to 1965 Le Mans, you can see the finishing order. And as you go all the way down to the bottom, you'll get to the did not finish ones. And you'll see to the right how many laps they completed. Yeah, yeah. Each, each year at Le Mans has like its own wiki page. So you'd go to 1965 Le Mans page and you, I think you should be able to see it. The reason I look this up is because every once in a while when I'm sitting at home and the quiet, except, quiet hush falls over the house except for the <laughs> sound of super lazy people playing Fortnite, <laughs> I 
have myself a glass of scotch and I go to Wiki and I Wiki. go, I want to see what my 935 did. And my 935 did Lamar four times. It did 299 laps twice, which is interesting. Interesting that weird coincidence. It landed on on a weird round, a weird number of 299. Yeah. Two two out of the four times it did the exact number mm-hmm. of laps. Now it's a 24 hour race. There's rains. There's cautions. There's crashes. There's everything else in the pits. Yeah. The no- notion that it just completed. Two of them were the exact same number. Uh, one of them was like 336 or something mm-hmm. like that. And the other was like 133 or something of that nature, giving it a grand total of over a thousand laps at Le Mans, at Le which Mans. I thought was cool. Yeah. Impressive. Um, it also, it didn't complete it one year when it was in the, livery the apple livery but i like the notion that it did about 130 something laps which is according to my calculations with my 399 um sorry 299 and my 130 something laps completed it meant it was in it for you know 10 hours mm-hmm. or over eight hours like it, it gave it a run yeah it, it it wasn't it wasn't a few laps and hub broke or something yeah yeah it did 11 laps at Le Mans. So as we talk about... The Val- GT40? Yes. 11. Sorry. If Max Pata found that out. Oh. Is that a wiki thing? Yeah, <laughs> double digits. Yeah, it's a wiki <laughs> thing. Just okay, so... Yeah, I, listen, so I, I don't know about... I mean, what are you going to do? Like... I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just, I feel like I'm trying to make the guy feel better already. It's 1965. No, I'm, I'm like, it's all right, buddy. 11 laughs. Shit happens. You know, it's all right. Hey, look, it would have been more expensive to do 299 and then call it quits. That was 65. <laughs> what would the winners do? Would they do like 270? Like people were hauling ass, but not as fast as 1981. Yeah. Well, the ones that finished in the first place was a. Uh... The Ferrari North American Racing Team, uh, 348 laps. Wow. Wow, you're yeah. scooting along, huh? That scooting. That must have been – so that was probably a no-rain situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes like that 11 sounds stupid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now that guy sucks. <laughs> Try to beat up anybody. No, so what I'm saying is, is you have this car. Yeah. It's got an interesting story. It's a Ford GT. It went to Le Mans, which is – a good cool. thing. Yeah, that's great. But that's literally all it did at Le Mans mm-hmm. was go to Le Mans and start in Le Mans. And for the sake of going to Le Mans and starting at Le Mans, you could take a number, which was what's a Ford GT cost? I don't know, two million bucks, three million bucks, whatever. And you could essentially triple it or quadruple it. But, it, but it's not 20 million bucks. It, right. If that car... So you're talking about the Lamar factor. When it I comes want to you value. to write down a number of what that car would be worth if it won Lamar. I'll give you. I'm going to let you I'll give you a second. First place at Lamar. Second place at Lamar. Third place at Lamar. Okay. Top ten at Lamar. Write it down. I'm going to give you some time, and I'm going to tell you whether you're right or not. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I have, I have I a feeling about wait. this. By how I feel inside. So you want you want first, second, and third place, Lamont? I went first, second, third, and then completed Lamont. I want those numbers. 
just finished, made it through. And you know what the car hammered for. Now, so we're trying to sit around and figure out, well, what is that car worth? It it did. It's the only roadster to show up at Le Mans, but it did not. It did 11 laps, which well, is. You're saying first, second, and completed. Okay. First, second, third, oh. and completed. Come on, you're Civil Air Patrol. You got to listen. Let me tell you about uh, Zycote, right, uh, Max Panna? Many engines, like my BRE Datsun 2000, man. They take a lot of hot components, manifold and exhaust, and put them right under and next to each other, close to the uh, air intakes, plug wires, carburetors, brake, power steering lines, heat, not good for speed, mm-hmm. people. Uh, before, your only option were wraps and tapes and ceramics. Now, there is Zybar. The uh, DIY high-temp coating reduces radiant heat by 90%. This is not a joke, people. This is real stuff. And we're talking to the guy from Zycoat about this product. I was like, yeah, but how come you don't just put it in a rattle can? Like, why don't you just put it in a can so you could spray it on like other stuff? And he's like... Whatever the propellant is in the can is going to corrupt the chemistry of what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, doesn't work. And I was like, wow, you care. <laughs> <laughs> Resin-based polymer formula withstands temperatures in excess of engine environment and costs um, one-third of ceramic coating. Plus, you can DIY it yourself. The worst about the, like the ceramic coating is that thing where you like send stuff out and you go, hey, man, when am I going to get my headers back? And they yeah, go, yeah. what day is it? And you go, it's Wednesday. I go, Two weeks, and then you hit them up in two weeks, and they go, who are you? And you go, my headers, where are they? And they go, what day is it? And you go, it's Wednesday. And they go, two weeks. Yeah. And you go, hey, wait a minute, you said that two weeks ago. Yeah, All right. We're doing them now. And they we're hang up, they're like, somebody find his headers. We're doing them now. What's your name again? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to wait on all these guys, yeah. and they hold you hostage. Because yeah. they know you're not going to go, oh, yeah? I'll have my wife do the ceramic coating on these headers in the garage. I'll show you. Yeah. No. Single application of Zybar to your manifold exhaust system or headers. Oh, they're there. Controls heat, resulting in a higher horsepower. Higher horsepower and torque. CarCast listeners receive 15% off. They have 15% discount, free shipping. All your online orders. Just enter promo code CarCast when you get the purchase. I think they have four standard colors. Zycoat.com. Zycoat.com. And I think they'll even do custom colors for you. Yep. Anyway, um, I will tell the audience that the car hammered for $10 million, which means... And I don't know the VIG on every auction, but it means somebody would have paid presumably $11 million or more, but say 10%. Yeah. So somebody was willing to pay $11 million for that car. Um, the person that was selling it thought it was worth more. Um, I feel like you're both right. One is luck. We got the information out far and wide. Yeah. Everyone knows it's for sale, and $11 million is what the amount That's is it. as of today. Now, there's no doubt that you sell that car for $10 million or $11 million, and there's no doubt that nine years from now, it sells again for 17.7 Like, And you go, shit. But 
that's the business. You can yeah. say that about houses or, land, or real estate and land in Nevada. Like it's all starts off like this and then it gets to that. Dean Jeffries bought that car for four thousand yeah, dollars or something. Sure. So what do you want to what, what are we to do? All right. Give me your prices. Yeah. All right. Knowing the ten million, if it completed Lamar, no podium, thirteen million. Third place, sixteen million. Second place, nineteen. First place, or let's call it a class win, twenty-five million. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say higher than twenty-five because the first Lamar, I think, I believe. Sorry, uh, I believe I was watching. Um, Wayne Carini show and he was at the um I think he was at Pebble Beach and they were doing the thing where they do the run from Pebble Beach up to the track and uh so he's funny like they cover the track they get the guy in the Duesenberg his buddy Bert like with the scarf on like driving yeah. around the track at 27 miles an hour <laughs> going whoa here yeah. we go through the corkscrews I was like I always watch that and I go it's fast if your wheels are wood. Yeah, I'm like that's fine. <laughs> that guy uh, had to oh, almost had to take his hat off. It was so fast, but it's like put out a cigarette <laughs> almost this close to setting down his tab. But there's also a race that takes place that weekend, and yeah. one could explore that a little yeah, bit. You might want to check that or out, or we could just get in chitty chitty bang bang and go through the corkscrew at four miles an hour and go whoa, yeah. And I like it. So I was like, imagine driving a race car through here. I was like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that? <laughs> we <laughs> don't have to imagine it. It's going to happen it's all the time. going to happen times 550 cars. <laughs> Why don't you show that a little Put bit? Put a GoPro on the fucking hood of one of them and <laughs> feed it back to us. Nope. <laughs> nope can't be just done. Just imagine. Just imagine. So on that, Maxipata, hard to find stuff sometimes, but on that episode, they had the guy who owned the black, and I guess there's another question. He had the black GT40 that McLaren, I guess, won Le Mans when, when I think it was like the first, the first, the first Ford to win Le Mans would have been a GT40, a black GT40. I think McLaren drove. I think Chris can look it up. And he had that car. And now, remember, he was supposed to come in second or third or something, but mm-hmm. then Phil, I mean, not Phil Hill, uh, what's his name, got got screwed out of the win. And I think that car ended up ended up winning. But um, who's the guy I'm trying to think of who got? Yeah, yeah, I just saw it because uh, I just saw the picture of Christian Bale in the movie. Right. So we'll get to, the, we'll get to that in a second. But that guy said something like, this car was valued at 20 million bucks, and that was like four years ago or something. Like, yeah. Uh, if you were the first Ford to win Le Mans and you're a GT40 and you're a roadster, I think that thing would be worth 40 to 50 million bucks the way Le Mans stuff is going. Now, keep in mind the Aston Martin that never won Ten Le Mans. Ken Miles, sorry. The mm-hmm. Aston Martin that won, never won Le Mans and ran at Le Mans, but it was very exact, just sold for 22. Yeah. That didn't come in the top 10. I don't think that car finished Le Mans or whatever. What would the, what did the third place GT40 go for? The the gold one we saw. Modern. That went for 10, right at 10, 9 
eight seven six or yeah. something. No, okay, like, right. so but that also plays into the argument of of you know so and so at Meekum is selling the Roadster that did eleven laps, and that seller was bummed at ten million. He's like, fine, I'm just keeping it. I didn't want to sell it anyway. Like I, I don't right. know if it was Dana Meekum or, but it was clearly on the microphone. Saying that, I was like, yeah, but the third place one that's super famous and photographed everywhere went for a hair under 10 million bucks. So, like, where do you think your car is? I think that's a pretty fair benchmark for whoever's selling the Roadster. Right. Um, I agree. Like, now it's kind of sounding a little bit like maybe you should have taken the 10 million, you know, with the VIG 11 million, right? I agree. Yeah. The the next one was uh, uh, Mark IV. Bigger body work, you know, more modern, mm-hmm. everything, and probably a little less desirable, but completed the race, came in third place. Pretty iconic car. Yeah. And I think the guy who spent nine, eight, nine, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. 10 million bucks for that car, even though it sounds insane, made a pretty good purchase. I think it's got a, good a pretty purchase. good price. Yeah. I think so. The car will be 15 and. 10 years and you've done yeah. you've done just fine for yourself <laughs> look the, uh we talked about uh, uh off the air we talked about the uh the toyota super that sold on bring a trailer for one hundred and twenty one thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. everyone's going batshit crazy over it on 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 social media i believe a dealer bought it and they put it in their showroom for five hundred thousand dollars they just really? paid 121 and they just put it in their room they're like anybody want it 500 grand it's a Supra that's super low. What's unique about it? It's nothing. It's a regular Supra turbo. I mean, it's nice. It's red. It's, you know, it's... Right. It's just where it's going. It's where it's going. And But that's what he saw. He saw he paid a world record of 121, and uh, he thinks it's worth half a million. What do you think of the new Supra? It's it's interesting. I, I can't say that I saw the pictures and said, I love it. You yeah. Know, like, I... I think it's going to come down to Gary. Gary saw the pictures and didn't love it. Yeah, it's going to come down to does it perform? You know, will it? Yeah, perform? I we're looking at a picture of it now. It's it's pretty angular and a little bit slabby. The it's got it suffers. It's it's got a good long front hood, which is good, but it's got kind of abrupt rear end, which is bad. Which is sort of the problem with the Z three or Z four or whatever Z4, yeah. the, or the hell it's doing. With uh, BMW, which is has a kind of quick, bad, short, and now we're looking at another picture of it, which is not well, the same car. And it looks a little better from behind. It definitely benefits from having a, a spoiler or uh, a, um, a, a ducktail, yeah, in the back of it. And it could be the kind of thing where if you got up on it, looked at it, you'd you'd like it. The performance. It's got a, a three liter inline turbo six, which is nice. I, I'm old fashioned. I, I didn't like the Ford GT. This is a lot of the Ford GT talk. The supercharged. I didn't like when they put the supercharged engine back there. Like I'm like there. First off, nothing doesn't say Lamar like a supercharger. You yeah. know, like it's a lot of turbo and a lot of naturally aspirated. I would have loved a really tweaked, naturally aspirated engine yeah. there with some cool intake or whatever. And they just kind of put a big supercharger on there and like, all right. And then I sort of felt like eh, anyone with a Mustang can do this. Well, yeah, it's it's got a lot of 
GT500, you know, resemblance, like a modern day GT500, and it felt a little bit like they're just putting that engine into a supercar. Yeah. And that's always kind of the weird thing. So they went with a three liter. Yeah, it's the BMW turbo, engine and it's turbo, you know, and, you know, people hop up BMWs all the time. And the fact that it's still a turbo is interesting because there's certainly a lot you can do with it. Um, you know, it's they got quick. A, it, it, it's quick. It's going to have a 50 50 weight ratio. Um, everything's going the way of no manual transmission. Everything's going to be paddle shift these days. New Mustang, new Supra. Can I say this, though? <laughs> the BMW you have that used to be mine, mm-hmm. we call it either. The pussy wagon or sloppy seconds? <laughs> I think sloppy seconds is better. Is that thing a 3.2? Yeah. It's a naturally aspirated 3.2 with 333 horsepower. Yeah. In 20 years or in almost 20 years? What year is yours? 2001. All right. In almost 20 years. I mean, 2020. Yeah. 2001. You guys have gone from a 3 liter, sorry, from a 3.2 to a 3 liter and you've upped the horse. Yep, you've added a whole two horsepower onto your game. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, so what's that? And it's interesting because that's that's you're talking about naturally aspirated versus turbo. You know, you put the supercharger on the on the three point two that I have now, and now you're at four fifty real yeah. horsepower. You're five hundred something horsepower. So you guys <laughs> have added uh, a one ninth of a percent of horsepower like every year for the last 20 years like i don't know i feel like your car bone stock your car bone stock is 333 yeah and now it's 20 years later and we're at 335 yeah now i i get it. it's more fuel efficient and blah 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 blah, blah. but as an enthusiast i don't yeah. know <laughs> okay no i I'm, I'm feeling it it's quick yeah. uh the gt40 mark ii was uh, McLaren. That's a black one. Yeah, that's the one that first won to win Le Mans, I guess. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's one that was uh, I found it on one of their old Facebook posts. So At some point, he does say something about the price of that car. I mean, that car's got to be $45 million bucks yeah, or something, I, right? I mean, it is one of the most famous Le Mans wins ever. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be arguably a world record for... Con- but controversial. Yeah. All right, and also they do the thing all the time where they go like, hey, this is the uh, Ferrari GTO. They only made 34 of these, and that's why they're 50 million bucks. But <laughs> how many of those Mark II Ford GT4, the yeah. GT40s are there out there? All right, tell us about Geico. Yeah, Would you please? Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up or drop off anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Visit Geico.com. Well, the uh, Ford in the performance department, the Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, man, this thing looks like a beast. It's going to be pretty incredible, 5.2 liter 700 plus horsepower. Now it's got a it's got the new Eaton twin screw supercharger which is uh a 2.65 liter. So if you do the math on that, the supercharger displacement, the amount of air going through that thing is more than the four-cylinder turbo EcoBoost Mustang. 
The Mustang has a 2.3 liter. The supercharger alone on this car is 2.65. Well, <laughs> I love that. I love the aluminum block and heads, yeah. by the way. And uh, that thing, that thing, 700 plus horsepower, I mean, that thing's got to be quick. 7,500 redline. I will say this. I feel... Let me let me talk about me for a second. If you ever listen to a guy like Ben Shapiro, he's a very conservative guy and he's Republican, but he will be the first to tell you what's wrong with Trump, the Republican Party, okay. what's working, what's not working. Very vocal critic of anything that's not working or any stupid tweets Trump sends out or anyone in the Republican Party mm-hmm. who needs to be ousted. And I go, okay, I can listen to that guy. Uh, I've never been a fan of the Mustang per se, not because I have something against Mustangs, but because I felt like they're making an inferior product. I, I didn't like all the push rods and like all the iron. I didn't like the um, antenna on the front fender. Mm-hmm. I didn't like mm-hmm. plastic duct work that went nowhere, was blocked off and yeah, yeah. You know, double stick tape yeah. on the stuff. I, I got inside, I saw the interior, I saw the gauges, and I was like, what are we doing here, people? I, I don't, this isn't a good vehicle. And people go, hey, man, it's got a five liter or whatever it is. And I just like, it, it looks a little funky. It has a bunch of plastic on it. Um, obviously, you know, Mustang 2, Cobra 2. I mean, some of this stuff started to get into this sort of bizarre Com, you know, literally got into like comical realm at a certain point in the mm-hmm. 70s mm-hmm. with the Mustangs. I would look at a Boss 302 and go, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I get that. Or, yeah. or, or a big block Mustang and some of the other stuff, a 65 Shelby, 66 Shelby, whatever. I, I appreciated it, but it's still like a lot of leaf springs and, and live straight axles and iron this and iron that and drum brakes. And yeah. it's like a lot of that. And I just didn't, didn't care for it. I, I much, Preferred like a little hopped up uh, Datsun 510 than than that. But now that they've got their styling in order and they've gotten rid of a lot of the nonsense and they pulled off a lot of the stick-on plastic junk that just didn't do anything but add aero resistance. Right, we got functional aero now. We've got four cams. We've got, you know... Direct injection. We've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. Aluminum block, aluminum heads. You guys have all caught up to everybody and now passed them. Mm-hmm. And now, kudos to you, Mustang. Yeah. Your product performs well. It's always performed well. It looks good and it's technologically strong now. And it's a cool piece. Yeah. This thing's pretty cool looking. The The GT350... That came out uh, a little while ago with the flat plane crank and all that. Pretty cool. Sounds great. And, you know, the GT500 now needs to be different from that. Um, But, you know, people aren't really buying. There's certainly the marketing aspect of the, you know, drag race sort of specific car other than something like a Demon uh, Mm -hmm. is is kind of by the wayside a little bit. So now I don't like, you know, a GT500 with carbon fiber wheels and, you know, uh, you know, Paddle shift transmission shifts less than a hundred milliseconds, and you know this is in a Mustang now. Yeah, I don't. uh, The technology is great, and I don't get. I drove around your bullet a little bit. I really enjoyed it. 
I don't get the demon thing. Like, I don't get the big, wide, heavy, straight line stuff. Like, so they cool- made the red eye, which is like the demon engine, but now it's the corner carver. You know, it's it's dodged it. Yeah. What is the red eye? The red eye is is it's basically uh, a demon, but with all four tires basically kind of squared up, and the road race suspension, more of the street road race suspension, and. Uh, uh, you know, it doesn't have the drag brakes. It doesn't have the drag racing, you know, um, uh, suspension dial in. So that's that's it. Of course, Goldberg has one of those as well. <laughs> he just got his, <laughs> and uh, uh, he absolutely loves it. And the rain that's happening right now is irritating the hell out of him because he can't really drive it in the rain. Um, yeah, but it, if the demon is the straight line performer, the red eye is the basically the demon engine, but in the you know the the corner carver version. Well, we love it all. I love your tweets. People tweet me pictures of their car and my car and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We always say hi, and we love catching you up, and we love that you enjoy the show and share it with your car community friends. Uh, if you want to come out to uh, Irvine this uh, Thursday on the 24th, I'll be there doing basic cable commentary with David Zucker, Airplane. We're going to mm-hmm. break down the film Airplane. And Foxwoods uh, doing Adam Carolla's Unprepared. Uh, that is on the 8th, Foxwood, Connecticut, and then the 9th, Wilbur Theater in Boston. Following day, check out Road Hard at uh, com. You can stream it for free. Matt, what do you got? Well, as you're listening to this, I'm in uh, Arizona. And if you swing by RM or Gooding or, uh, or Baird Jackson and uh, – Come come say hi. Show me what you like. Tell me what you're looking at. Are you buying anything? Tweet me. Let me know. So until next time, and uh, you can check out Shift and Steer and listen at Podcast One. And support the show, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at CarCast Show as well. So until next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying mahalo. Oh. Wait a minute. Keep the, keep the, I've done too many shows there. <laughs> Saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.